What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, is it me or is it? Uh, we got a spe- another special guest. Like, I'm hitting y'all back to back to back. Like, I got, I've had like three in the chamber today. Like, I've had two interviews earlier with Chubb Rock and Sweet LD of Oaktown 357. And we, they, all of them have a connection today. And so it just comes full circle. And I'm about to really enjoy this one. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Facebook, Twitch, we on YouTube, we getting out there. Hey, every male accomplice, hey, you could be anywhere in the world, <laughs> but you're here with me. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff, he set up all of my interviews so far as um, he had MC Shan up here, Sweet LD, and now we have our next special guest. Um, I can't tell y'all who it is yet. <laughs> hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who, Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally. And I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Um, if you guys tuned in last time, um, I had some legends up here and they were talking about just rekindling a lot of things, you know, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes and, and, and growing up in the, well, me specifically in the 80s because I'm an 80s baby and just seeing all of this it was so great um i had chub rock and sweet ld of oaktown's 357 which is oaktown 357 is the um the break off of um, MC Hammer and the Posse. So make sure you guys watch that last episode. But without further ado, I have another special guest. Drum roll, please. I wish I had a drum roll, but I just got this. <laughs> without further ado, I want to bring up my special guest. Oh, my gosh. Another another legend in the building. Uh, Seattle representative 206. Um, he is a legend with over 30 years in the industry. Hip hop since 1979. And he is in Seattle. He like I've talked to somebody else out of Seattle and recently. And I was just like, man, y'all have a lot of talent coming out of Seattle. So without further ado, I have DJ Nastiness. Yo. <laughs> you said 30 years. You're wrong. It's actually 41 years. Can you believe that? Cause... Over 30 years. But oh, okay. Oh, same thing. All right, cool. It just sounds better when you say 40. Oh, it makes okay. it look like I've been there for a long time. <laughs> and you know what? It also makes me look look like I'm really old. <laughs> so how you doing? I'm What's up? And highly favored. How are you doing today? I'm doing beautiful. I mean, I'm talking to Miss So Hollywood because yeah. I love Hollywood, and man, I'm talking to you. You know, that's how good it is. You know, 
How you doing? I am. I am great. Um, I, when you came in here, I was doing some last minute research, and I was like, I have to make sure that everything is good, and I don't get nervous because sometimes I get very anxious and I get nervous, and I just like spew out different things. So it's my podcast, so I can do what I want to. Anyway, okay. I, I still get nervous. Like right now, I'm really nervous. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You you know what? You and I have a lot in common. We both like to laugh a lot. <laughs> yes. And I think people get, they often get offended because they feel like I'm laughing at them, but it's not that. I think it's just either a nervousness or just something that is just. Yeah. We're both know. nervous. We're both nervous. That's all I right. I really laugh at anything and they're just. People look at me and I'm like, well, it is what it is. I'm not going to stop being me just because you don't like to laugh at certain things. And it's just, I've noticed it. And thank you for noticing. That's good. Hey, I was going to say, Miss Hollywood, uh, I, it, there might be a time on this interview where I mm -hmm. might have to leave for like 10 seconds. I've got the maintenance man fixing my garbage disposal <laughs> and I'm the only one here. And I've never done this before. He was supposed to be here at 8 a.m., but they canceled and showed up like now. So I might have to say, hold on. <laughs> it's okay. And see, this is what I really love and want people to see when it comes to this thing called entertainment. Because you guys are not considered celebrities in my book. You're considered a human being. Everything is yeah. Everything is stripped away and then all, you know, you have the stories to tell, the memorabilia behind you and so on and so forth. So that's what I want to bring to the forefront is to show people that like you are a legend and you have been in this industry for a while. So pay attention. Give me my flowers while I'm here. And just, you know, just sh I'm trying to show people that it's more to this thing called entertainment than what you're seeing today. If okay. So I, I want to share with you something really personal. Okay. Mm. So don't be scared. Don't be scared. Okay. So, you know, you know, I'm Filipino and I don't know if you knew this, but in the Philippines, we start celebrating Christmas starting in September, October, November, December. Mm. Uh, and and so I'm going to show you something. You're going to be shocked. Can you see this? Hold on. What do you see? Um, My screen is kind of slow. Oh, it's a Christmas tree. Why are you laughing? Because my mom <laughs> does the same thing. Well, that means, then you know what's then? Your mom's Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all. I just wanted to share that with you. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate all right. Start early. Why not? I mean, shucks. Before you know it, it'll be here. So I get it. I 100% understand. Yeah. Just to let you know, in the Philippines, if the month ends with an ER, mm -hmm. so September, October, November, December, that's when we celebrate Christmas. So, so right now, man, I'm just waiting for Santa Claus to show up in this interview and bless me with some toys. <laughs> I'm sure it's definitely coming and thank you for educating me because not a lot of people take the time out to even do that you know and, and tell the you know tell my guests and our friends because like I said before once we do interviews we're friends so um but yeah thank oh, you yeah. for educating me and because I know you're very um into where you know who you are and where you come from but we'll get into that here shortly but I, I want to start the interview off with um a question that I always start my guests with um it's how did this thing called entertainment enter your life <clears throat> how did it enter my life yes. well gosh you know what uh 
and it has really nothing to do with hip-hop music. Uh, it was when I was actually four or five years old. My sister gave me uh, her vinyl album by the Rolling Stones, and it had their hit song called Satisfaction on it, their very first big hit song on it. And ever since then, I, you know, I used to always play with their vinyl records. And that's when I really, really liked entertainment. It was listening to her albums. Mm -hmm. And she was also an actress in high school. And she, I would go to her while she's rehearsing her plays and stuff. And I would just be sitting there watching. And, um, and that's how I kind of wanted to be an actor, too, watching her. So that was my first taste of entertainment was uh, the Rolling Stones album. And that was in 1964. Can you believe that? Wow. You, that's a long time ago. And they're still touring right now in 2021. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That That's is amazing. a blessing. Like that is something that you could never think in a million years would happen. And that man. Yeah, but but you know, there's a sad, sad part to that story. <laughs> and I'm gonna share with you something else that's really personal. I, I hate bringing this up because it makes me depressed, yeah. but things happen in life, and this is being real. So, you know, uh not everything in my life has been roses, you know, I've hit rock bottom. Yeah. And at one at one point in my life, I I hit rock bottom where I couldn't pay for my storage, my storage mm -hmm. unit, and I, so I lost a lot of stuff in there that was meant a lot to me. And one of the things that I lost in storage was that one album by the Rolling Stones. And you know that's probably worth a lot of money now, but it was my first one, and I lost it in storage. So, wow. all right, okay. So cheer me up, Miss Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it it will it will definitely get better. I'm sure um you'll get to be able to to meet meet them if you have. Have you met them before? Nah, I haven't met them yet. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe maybe in a ten or twenty years I'll meet them and they'll be like a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should definitely try to try to do that before uh you know anything was to happen. But yeah, that. I'm I'm so sorry to even hear that. Um, however, you're still here. You're still pushing through. You're still a legend in our eyes. Nah, so, that's you know. weird, man, being called a legend, you know. But I, I, I appreciate that? that. I don't know. I mean, just I don't know. I just feels. I, I don't know. I I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I it's a compliment, and I uh, you know I really appreciate that. You know, it does make me feel good. Uh, mm -hmm. but like I said, you know, there I've hit rock bottom a few times and. And when, the, when those things happen, you, you feel like you didn't accomplish anything. You feel like, yeah. man, you know, I didn't, I didn't do good. And, uh, what did I, why, why is my life ruined? Yeah, you you're know? In, your, in your head a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so right now, you know, being on here, you know, since you're calling me a legend, you're giving me one hour of your time. Yes. I'm feeling a little bit better. I am. <laughs> I really am. I'm, I'm excited because you, like I said, you've played. A, a big role in this thing called entertainment in which I you know I revert all I always revert back to it because I am a, a student and a teacher and you're definitely a professor and a student and a teacher all in one so like you have to you have to know how to um you know present people with their flowers when they you know when they're here even if you even if you're still learning about them because i like i was born in 83 so you know things what? were yeah 
Wow. <laughs> so things were happening or had had already happened, you know, but I'm still a product of my environment. My mom, she used to play records like that. You know, my brother, he was a DJ. So I have this. I've been in the industry for over 20 years myself. Where, where are you from anyway? I'm originally from Detroit, but I currently live in Virginia. Oh. Uh, D, the D. Yeah. You know, my, my favorite show right now is BMF. Are you familiar with that show? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love, I love. That's a, that's a good show, huh? An amazing show. Yeah, they're doing their thing. It's like, it seems so like one of these, like, you know how you see the documentaries, like they the reenactment of the document? It seems just like a real documentary that you're just watching over and over again. And I'm yeah. pretty sure whomever was living that is just reliving it. And it's just like, and that's the thing also is to, when we have these conversations or when I have these conversations with people, I like for them to, you know, to relive some of the good moments that they've had and just like be and say, oh, I didn't think about that. I wasn't ever thinking about it that way. Or, you you know, just give some type of insight or some type of something to them with this, you know, with this interview or with these interviews. But that's well, either there. But I want to I want to <laughs> welcome you, continue to welcome you, because I know I know, you know, you don't get it enough. So I want to continue to do that. I want to say, though, with, with Detroit uh, back in the 80s, they showed us a lot of love and I was with Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, it was a radio station, WJLB, mm-hmm. and another one called WGPR. And there were two guys that lived out there back then. It was Sean P. And right now, one of my DJ, DJ Chill Will, out of Ann Arbor. And they showed me so much love by playing my records on the radio. And we were actually invited. We were flown to Detroit to do a show in Detroit. And I got to tell you, I thought I saw gangster females for the first time when we were in, in Oakland. But compared to Detroit, oh, my God, I was actually, like, really intimidated. They had the girls there. They were, like, mean mugging me and, like, man, what did I do wrong? (laughs) They look so scary (laughs) in Detroit, you know? Yeah, I'm not lying. Yeah, I don't know. Is is it it still like that now? Are they still gangster girls like that there? Um, I'm not there. I'm I'm in Virginia Beach right now. I haven't been in uh Detroit since I moved to Tennessee. That's where I grew up in. I was born in uh, Detroit. I grew up in, in Franklin, Tennessee, and now mm-hmm. I um I live here in Virginia Beach. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember Virginia. It was like uh those guys have like a big naval base or yeah. an army base. Yeah, um, I remember Commonwealth is where what we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, there was a station there uh in Norfolk uh, and a guy named Bigger B or Big B or something like that, he passed away B- a long time ago. Oh, he was uh, really popular. DJ Law? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was two guys. Yeah. And the one guy, yeah, he was a good friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, DJ and then Law. They, um, I know the one, oh, what's the other DJ that passed away that was definitely a pivotal person? Yeah. I can't remember, but Bigger I know exactly. Yeah. I know exactly well, anyway. speaking of, but yeah, Norfolk is, is, it's an untapped talent, and and speaking of that, I know you're from you're you were excuse me raised in Seattle, correct? Yeah, um, when I was ten years old, well, we moved from the from Okinawa. I was actually mm-hmm. born on Okinawa, Japan, on the military base, and uh, but I'm from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And in 1970, I believe that was the year we moved to uh, 
the states. And my mom happened to pick Seattle, Washington. And uh, so, yeah, I pretty much uh, am from Seattle. Now, I'll, even though I live in L.A. now, I still represent Seattle. You know, it's the 206 is our area code, so I'm like 206 for life. And I'm so happy, you know, before we moved, though, I was so mad that my mom moved us out of out of the country to the States. But, man, I'm so happy to be in the States. I love it out here. <laughs> so that's what I was speaking of, the, the untapped talent, because I know a lot of um, – well, speaking of a talent, Mari Base. I know we have someone in common because I, I. Oh recently, yeah, Mari Base one. Yeah, I re- I recently did an interview with him, and that's just how crazy the universe is working. But, um, he was speaking about the talent out there. So, can you can you give a little bit of background of like how how the scene was growing up in that Seattle area? Well, I was uh, pretty much the guy who pretty much started the hip-hop movement up there, and, and that was in, like in 1980. Yeah. Uh, my first radio job was on a station called KFOX, 1250 KFOX, and on that show, I debuted the very first show uh, that aired every Sunday night called Fresh Tracks, where I would play brand new music, uh, R&B, hip-hop, but it ended, ended up becoming an all-hip-hop show. Mm-hmm. Um where I debuted anywhere from Run DMC to LL, Fat Boys. This is the early days of hip-hop. And um, through that, though, uh, uh, there wasn't really any hip-hop rappers in Seattle except for the Emerald Street Boys. They were, I believe, the very first, well, they are the very first hip-hop group out of Seattle. And they used to do intros for my radio show. And, uh, And that was like in 1980, 81. And then in 1983, I believe, uh, a guy called me up on the request line by the name of Sir Mixalot. Uh, yeah, he he was his name was Anthony Raids, a computerized DJ, aka Sir Mixalot. And here's the wildest thing about this whole situation: we both went to the same high school. I didn't even know that because I'm like two years older than him, right. so I had no clue that that we went to the same high school. But anyway, so he called me up on the request line. And uh, we talked, and then uh, one weekend, uh, my partner, Ed Locke, and I, yeah, he helped start the record label, Nasty Mix Records. We went to the, the heart of the Black District, hardcore, and mix, could mix a lot with DJ there at the Boys Club, right? Right, 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 right. So, 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 I, so mind you, my partner, Ed, he's Chinese, and I'm Filipino. So uh, he goes, you sure you want to go check this guy out? We'll be the only person that's not black in there. <laughs> I was like, all right. So we walked in, and, and the doors open, and it was like a kung fu movie. So I walked in like, huh, you saying this a lot. <laughs> anyway, no, I didn't do that. But but you know what? When I, when I saw him, when I saw him for, he was DJing, playing all the latest hits, and then he was rapping. I go, wow, this guy is really good. I mean, he was really good, and uh, so after uh, he the the after the the night ended, I had talked to him, and we decided to meet up, and uh, that's when I said, "Hey, why don't you uh, let me play one, a couple of your songs on my radio show?" Which is kind of unheard of back in the days playing right. music that wasn't signed to a label. You know, I played it off a cassette tape, right? And then I so then I noticed, I go, "Wow!" Every time I play his music, uh, we'd get requests all, during the weekdays. And, you know, I, I worked at a commercial radio station and we get requests during the weekdays where we didn't play rap to hear Sir Mix-a-Lot. 
And that's what I knew and go, wow, I think we have something here, you know. And you gotta understand, we're we're in Seattle. Right. It's the early eighties when, when hip hop only really came out of the Bronx, you know. So it was kinda unheard of that, you know, for something out of Seattle. But I truly believed in my heart that this guy was gonna be really big. I even got in arguments with my my, my boss, the program director. He's saying, How come we always play that guy? Who is he? He's not even on the record label. I go, I know, but he's really good. And people love to hear him. And, uh, you know, I almost got fired, but, I, you know, I stuck to my guns and, and kept playing him until uh, Ed Locke and another guy named, by the name of Greg Jones. They put their heads together and the money together, and we formed Nasty Mix Records, which is my name and Sir Mixlot's name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow, could you believe we actually, uh, two albums we, we sold over like two, three, four million records out of Seattle, you know? And uh, so that's kind of how it started, you know, as far as the history of hip hop. But, you know, since then, you know, there have been a lot of artists that came out of Seattle that haven't really got the recognition, you know. Uh, I've got Frostmaster Chill, uh, Mop Tight. Uh, you know, Mari Bass One is uh, one of the recent ones. Now, I actually promote his music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went he went number one on the rapattacklist.com college radio charts about a week ago. He went number one. And that's not his first number one record, but he continually uh, gets the number one spot, you know, yeah. and and he's out of Seattle. I mean, so, you know, like right now when people think of Seattle hip-hop, they just think of Mixlot and Macklemore, but it's more than just those two, you know. Uh, Kid Sensation is part of the group. He's He puts something out. He's making noise and... Uh, yeah, man, you know, it's all good. <laughs> there you go laughing again. <laughs> that was funny, huh? It's all good. <laughs> That's all I said. It's all good. You start laughing. I like that. <laughs> so within that time frame, you were also a part of House Party. You were also a part of um, Easy E's Radio. You were also a part of um, a Fresh Festival. You were. It was a lot of things that you 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 were a part of. Can you elaborate on those few <clears throat> on those few things and which one happened first? Uh, which one happened first? <laughs> the, the Fresh Festival happened first. Okay, that was like uh, 1985, that's and that's when I first that's when I first met uh, Dr. Dre, DJ Yella. Uh, Jerry Heller, mm-hmm. all those guys who played an important role in EZE and NWA success. We were invited to be on the Fresh Fest, right. and the Fresh Fest was a concert in London, out of all places. So if you think back in 1984-85, back then no one knew anything about us, even the even Dr. Dre. He was part of a group called the World Class Wrecking Crew, but just so happened their song called, I think the Cabbage Patch was the song they were playing. And our song, Square Dance Rap, was a big hit in London. Right. So we were invited to to be on stage with like uh, Soul Sonic Force, uh, all these big groups, you know, we're like the only West Coast groups there. So that was our our first one. And you know, I, I almost died at that show. You want to know, you want to know how I almost died? Wow. I almost died, seriously. So at that time, this is a true story, too, and, and I can laugh about it now, but uh, Prince's Purple Rain just came out, and I remember, you know, I said, wow, all the ladies love Prince when he jumps on the speakers with his guitar, 
And I go, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to jump on top of the speaker with my microphone and, and, and play it off like I'm beatboxing. And I actually slipped off the speaker. And it was a big, like, like 30 plus feet down to the cement. <laughs> and luckily, I grabbed a, a rope that opens the curtains. <laughs> and then the curtains started closing. And then I, and I, and then I was going, mix. <laughs> And I, I don't know how, but I caught the rope, and then they grabbed me, and uh, yeah, I, I actually lived. But that was that was embarrassing, first of all. But uh, that's something I'll never forget. That was the first one. Okay, the next one was uh, uh, being on Easy E's record called Radio. Yeah. And the reason why I was on that one is kind of like their way of saying thank you, because I was like one of the very first DJs on the radio. Uh, to play their music on the radio gotcha. because when I played it, the, the record sold out, the concert sold out. And I even had to do my own radio edits off of real to real. I had to do my own edits and I would play everything on my, on my show. And uh, so kind of their way of saying, thank you. They want this. Hey, you want to be on this easy ease record? And I didn't really know who he was. Uh, but he said, all you got to do is read these lines, call, call this number and you're going to leave this, the, read these lines on the answer machine and we'll take care of the rest, right? So I had no clue what I was doing. So I just did that and I was, and then, and then when they said it sounded good, they said it was at the very ending of the record. I go, the ending? No one's going to listen to the ending but mm -hmm. I think that became the most popular part of the song is the ending because I'm there on there with Dr. Dre and House Party 4 that was the first House Party movie without Kid in Play IMX, aka Immature, which started. Yeah. So what happened with that was when I moved from out of Seattle to LA, one of my goals was to be in a movie, and uh, I, I ran into uh, 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 her name is Donnie Wilson, and she uh, happens to be my agent, manager for acting. She uh, got me uh, to audition uh, with Christopher Stokes uh, for the movie. And I had no clue, uh, you know, what, what, what it was going to be like, but they, they, they liked me. And uh, so that was my, I think that was my first big uh, movie I was in as far as a major motion picture was that. And I've done a few other ones, but that one was House Party 4 because, you know, House Party is really popular, you know, so yes. it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, they went all the way up into like five or six or something like that. Seven, yeah. They went along. Something like that. But I was at number four, which wasn't like the best one, mm -hmm. but my part was the best part because it was funny because I played the gay pilot for Gateway Airlines, and boy, my acting was so good. I'm telling you, you'd be proud of me. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah, I have to rewatch. I have to go back. I'm gonna rewatch that show, and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot it. And I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, there you go laughing again. <laughs> so how was that for you? Like being a part of, you know, those type of visuals and videos and and, um, and so on and so forth? You know, when, when you when you dream and you set goals and you write them down, and you dream and dream and wish this would happen, that would happen. Yeah. When things started happening for me, like with Sir Mix-a-Lot, you know, Yom TV Raps 
came to Seattle, filmed us. We, we were on TV. We got records went gold and platinum. But as far as being in the movies or whatever, yeah. I, I always dreamt that I would be sitting in a the movie theater. I look up at the screen, mm. and then and then the screen would open, and it would go. And it did it did that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is really happening in my life," you know. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's just such a great feeling when when things that you really believe and you do it, it comes through. And and there's a few other things that I've been dreaming and wanting to happen and it hasn't happened yet but when it does it's the best feeling in the world as long as you don't give up if you at least keep trying and trying you know that's that's the good thing about it. just never give up you know so just remember what you know that i said that you know i hope this is yes. i can watch this on the archives so i can look at myself when i'm down on i can watch myself and then i say just never give up never give up okay <laughs> on, on loop, uh, on a loop. I'm gonna send it to you on a loop. Just never. yeah, loop it. You can yeah, even make it out of a song. It's never give. Never up. give up. Never give. Up. <laughs> <laughs> never give up. Yeah, you know we're we're so much alike. I'm telling you, your mom's Filipino. We we might be we might be related. We might be. We might I be. <laughs> and you know, red. You're wearing red. Red is my favorite color. And these glow in the dark. Not these, but is it? So, <laughs> not what would you just point at? <laughs> oh, oh, those. Okay, I was, I was looking at something else. Uh, no, seriously, I love red because whether you know it or not, well, I'm wearing these shorts and they're red. <laughs> my favorite color is red. My car is red. Her name is Patrice. I do listen. We have so much more in common, and, mm. and that's another thing too is like we have even the legends have a lot in common with you know the the younger generation as well and speaking of the younger generation how do you feel about the state of the this thing called entertainment and the state of our culture and and um where we are uh you know i'm not a huge fan of uh all the hip-hop that's out now it's just so different from the hip hop I grew up with. You know, I, I was there from the seventies to the eighties to the nineties. And then during the two thousands started getting to me, like not as interesting as I used to be. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just like, uh, not too sure about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, but, but you know what, every, every year something new happens in hip hop, just like when public enemy came out, uh, Easy E N W A and MC Hammer came out. Everyone has something negative to say about it, like like it was awful. Oh, it's not gonna work. Blah blah blah. It goes through its stages, and right now it's going through its stages with you know the way hip hop is now. So you know for the young kids, they love it. You know for me, you know it's I you know I can't really feel it, but I I appreciate it and I understand why they like it because they're young and that's their thing. You know. Right. So, yeah, but but I like other music other than hip hop. I, lo- I I love listening to old school R and B. I love mm-hmm. um, uh, who else I like? I like? Oh yeah, I like I like Justin Bieber. Psych, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's <was> good one. <laughs> no, he's cool. He's cool. How about you? What what kind of music do you listen to? Um, <clears throat> well. Like, I, I'm not really fond of too much of the newer things. I am more of, like, the crucial conflicts, the 
the oh from the, Chicago, the, the Bone Thugs and Harmonies, the oh yeah, um, Three Six Mafias, the Tis, the even even um Barry White, Johnny. Oh Taylor, yeah. Like, Though, like my mom, when I say my mom used to listen to all of that stuff growing up, I know like the last two, do- the last two dollars is my favorite song of Johnny Taylor. So, <laughs> so it's Johnny just, Taylor. Isn't yeah. he the one that did that song, uh, "Sexy Lady"? Move it in, move it out, get in, move it out, sexy lady. I think so, I think so but I'm unsure. I just know a, that he did R and B in the seventies, right? Yes, 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 yes. So I know yeah. a lot of the, the, you know, the older um, classics and not too much of the newer ones because I just, I can't relate a lot. I mean, I can relate because as far as like Three Six Mafia, I'm from, I grew up in Franklin, Tennessee. So it wasn't that far down the street, like Yo Gotti or like those type of things, those classic hip hop and the um, even even the R and B side, I like Joe. I like Ideal. I like oh, yeah. I like you know that type of that. You know what I mean? And and of course the Sir Mix a Lots and the the Rob Bases and the Chub Rocks. Like that is what I love. That 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 like family oriented feeling of the music that you get and still being able to rhyme to each song that you know. Like I can I can rap. Um, the hey crucial conflict hey right now if I yeah I remember that record real well so that's the type of music that I'm into and I want to you know instill within my my child and but I'm sure he has his own thing this this music generation is I feel like I'm older (laughs) the way that I'm talking but it's just you know I've been here before I guess so you know that's just the type of the type of music that I enjoy so when you say Joe. Uh, one of my favorite songs is uh, the I Want to Know. That, you know that song, right? Isn't that a beautiful song? Yes. I Want to Know. I remember I, I, had a huge, I had a huge crust. And this was during my first marriage. Mm-hmm. And, but I had a huge crust on this other girl. And that song, when that song came on, I couldn't get my mind off this other girl. I was like, man, that's really bad because I'm married. <laughs> but that song really made me like this other girl so much. <laughs> like, but it, isn't the words like so beautiful? I want to know. Uh, oh, God. I mean. For a man I, to even want to know that, first and foremost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's and, beautiful. And, 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 <laughs> I I, I kind of compare that to uh, like like Bruno Mars and and Anderson mm-hmm. Park leave the door open. Yeah, the, the worst of that song. Oh my gosh, Miss Hollywood. Oh man, just I want to see live. that live. I I could only imagine. And that's another thing. I like live performances. If you can sound better than your actual song, mm-hmm. then you you won me over. Like, yeah. I didn't like I never seen one thing that I have never seen was um Bone Thugs and Harmony they performed with a band and I thought I would mm-hmm. never ever in my life see you know this hip hop le- these hip hop legends playing with a live band you know you don't you rarely see anything like that so when I saw that it I, they just became like my top 5 and it's just stuff like that that I appreciate even you know moving on to like tangible items a lot of these artists they don't get it when it comes to having something to give to your fans and and saying i remember this when you handed me this you were this that you know you have a story behind it and so right. that's just different that i'm you know i'm different so <laughs> no and, and you and you know what I, I love you the way you are because i want to know 
<laughs> you're making me fall in love again. And you say, and you're like the radio voice on for me. And you're like, and you like Barry White too. I love Barry White. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're my first. You're my last. Hollywood. You're my oh everything. My oh. You're my everything. So <laughs> hot. Oh, oh yeah, I'm getting hot. Woohoo! <laughs> Jeff said you were something else, boy. Jeff definitely said you were something else. <laughs> oh, that's my man. That's my. You know what? He's he's like him and I like like man. I mean, you know, that's my Asian brother from another, and uh, I love that guy, man. And and I don't know if you noticed it or not, and I'm not trying to diss him, but if every picture of him looks the same. You can't tell if he's laughing. You can't tell if he's crying. You can't tell if he's mad. You can't tell if he's happy. It always looks the same. And that's what I like about him. That's Jeff. Right. Jeff Kwan, K-W-A-N. What's up, Jeff? Oh, <laughs> Give him some. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's talk about the hit single, we didn't talk about that because I, I posted our I posted your um your picture and your video on my page and I put my posse's on Broadway and I wow. that is like I I just waved the flag like I just eh, eh. it's just the whole vibe uh, the whole can you just can you walk us the people that's watching including myself through that whole process. Well, you know, uh, that's one record. Back in the days, it was like, if if New York will like our music, then we've made it big. Because New York wouldn't play anything unless you're from New York. Right. And, I, and I said, you know what? Who has the biggest Broadway in this whole wide world? New York. And I said, okay, this is the one. This is the one. But you know what? New York actually didn't support us at all. Uh, at least the commercial stations didn't. Okay. The, the the college non-commercial stations did, like Half Pine, Hank Love, uh, Chuck Chill Out. You know, they, they, they supported our, our records. But, but the main stations, they wouldn't play it, you know. And, um, man, so that's where I was kind of wrong. I thought it was going to blow up there. But everywhere else it blew up because everywhere else had a Broadway, a Martin Luther King Way Street. And um, I think what a lot of people liked about it was uh, how mixed – made the sound with the bass yeah. the bass and all that and yeah. then on the remix uh he had the godzilla because he used to always uh, joke with me because me being asian he goes hey there's there's nastiness ah godzilla <laughs> and, uh, so that you know and then and i would say you know what as a dj we need to make our records dj friendly when we put them out on a 12 inch uh vinyl you know so you just can mix in and mix out, but yeah, yeah, that was that was the that was the one I think that really helped the the album go gold was Posse on Broadway, and and to this day, you know, uh, people still like that one single, Posse on Broadway. It's either that one or Baby Got Back, but to the real, but to the real hip hop heads, you know, that really know it's Posse on Broadway. That's 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 my favorite. Yeah, it's. I just be like, oh my god! Whenever that come on, it's just you got to play the whole song through. You can't that now. Mm. This is when songs used to be like five to seven minutes long, and you could play yeah. stuff like that. So even as a DJ, you know, 
you know, of course, scratching it in, scratching it out. You, I'm sure you played a song. It's just that just is like itself. That makes you a legend as well. And you're uh, with, with included that. So uh, that mm, yeah. you're too nice. You're too sweet. <laughs> I uh. appreciate it. Um, and so let's see. It's just so much <clears throat> that we, you know, we can just. <sighs> you sure? You, you sure I'm not boring you? Like no. how many more minutes we got? I know we got about 10 15 minutes. We got about 10 15 minutes. Oh man, what can we talk about? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, I know what I know. What. Do, you, do, you, do you like to exercise? Do you work out? I don't, I don't really exercise too much. Nope. Uh huh. Well, okay. What's your favorite sport? Do you like to play sports? Um, not really. Oh my god, okay. What, okay, what's your favorite sports then? <laughs> What do you um, like to watch? I used to like to watch like football, and oh well, we, I know we, we can also talk about because I know you do um, kung fu as well. Is that where you're also leading to? Oh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because uh, <laughs> no, that, no, I'm serious because that that played an important part of my life. You know, when I first moved to the states, uh, you know, they they, they people would, re- would refer to me as a fob, meaning fresh off the boat. And that wasn't a, a very kind thing to say about people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when they call you FOB. But I was a straight-up FOB. I was made fun of. I was short, fat, had no self-esteem. I wore these Hawaiian shirts thinking I was looking really cool and fly when I was back th- when I was young back then. Right. But uh, I used to always get picked on. <clears throat> it wasn't until uh, I was 13 years old that my mom's best friend, his name is Taki Kimura, and that name, he's a legend in martial arts because he was Bruce Lee's right-hand man, mm. best man and everything. Uh, and he recently passed away in January. He was 96 years old. But he ended up becoming my, my kung fu teacher, uh, my mentor. And he always considered himself to me as as my second father because I never really had a, a, a full-time father figure. Mm. And he was the one. And so here I am, you know, the youngest student in Bruce Lee school, because you have to be, you had to be like over 16 years old to be in it, uh, 16 or 18, but I was only 13. But my mom begged him to help me because she, I was out of, I was out of control. I wouldn't listen to her. And, uh, she, you know, there's no man figure in our house. So uh, my Sifu, which means my master, my teacher, Taki Kimura, took me under his wings. And I tell you, uh, that's when I realized, you know, we all need, like in Karate Kid, a Mr. Miyagi in our life because he was the one that helped shape me to build my self-confidence, uh, just to be a better person. And, uh, you know, I didn't just learn martial arts from him. I learned how to be a man, how to respect people, uh, how to be humble. You know, I'm, people say I'm really, very, really humble, you know, and I wasn't for a long time, but because of him, I, I learned to be really humble, and uh, he he told me uh, he he used to own a grocery store, mm-hmm. and I remember I walked in there and I go, I saw him sweeping the floor, and I go, God, Sifu, why are you sweeping the floor? You got all these other guys that can sweep the floor for you. He goes, he said to me, uh, he calls me with my real name, Nestor. He goes, Well, Nestor, you should never ever feel like you're too good to sweep the floor, and I didn't really understand what he meant. But now I do, so you know I don't. I I have no problem sweeping the floor, you know. Uh, I, and I I never think I'm better any any better than anyone else, you know. And and that's how I like to treat other people, you know, make them feel 
just as important, you know? Like, for you, I think you're, you're very important in what you do. I really acknowledge and so happy to have people like you doing what you do and, and taking time out to interview someone like me, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's really a blessing, you know? It really is. Thank you. Thank you, for sure. <clears throat> do you still know how to do... Um... I don't know how I want to properly pronounce it because I don't want to get it wrong. Do you still participate in that to this day? Well, the 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 style of our martial art is called Wing Chun, Ji Kune Do, Well, you know what? Uh, our school's in Seattle, so I don't really get to practice because I'm in L.A. But we know when when I'm here by myself and you know my dog or cat gets me mad, you know I practice my martial arts on them, and <laughs> it, it it still works. <laughs> Although they they both Did passed you ever away, had to use it on tour or use it in real life. Have you ever had to use it? You know what? One time I used it, and I'm not gonna lie, I got my my butt beat down. <laughs> you know, that, oh man, I was so embarrassed. Uh, and uh, it was just okay. I, I was at, I was going through a breakup with my first wife, and. Uh, and then she said this guy wouldn't get out of her, her our house where I used to live in. Yeah. And she asked if I could come on and get him out of there. So I came in there thinking I was all that. And then we started fighting. And then I threw a, a front kick, like a, a, a front kick really hard trying to kick him. He got out of the way. And my leg got, it went through the wall. And it got stuck in the wall. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. And as it got stuck to the wall, he kept punching my face. And then I fell to the ground. And he was on top of me. And he just kept pouncing away to my face. And uh, I have to admit, you know, I lost that fight. But uh, but he left. He, he left the house. And that part worked. <laughs> yeah. So I, got, I, have to, I do have to admit that one time. Oh, I, another time I remember, too, I was at the Seattle Center. It's, it's a place where they have rides, the Ferris wheel, all that. And then I was sitting in, in, in the chair with my, my homies. I had my Kung Fu shoes on and everything. And a bunch of Samoans just surrounded me. And if, I don't know if you've ever seen a Samoan in real life, but they're, they're like 10 times your size. Yeah. And, and, and they don't, and, and, they're, and they, they got like big feet that yeah. hurts when they kick you. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh, man, I was so embarrassed, man. The guy came up and just slapped me. And it's like, and I looked, and there were, like, four or five Simones behind him. And I didn't know what to do. So I just I just, I just, just uh, put my head down, and, and I didn't do anything. So I felt kind mm -hmm. of embarrassed. But here's the, the cool part of that. Him and I ended up, ended up becoming really, really good friends a few months later. And uh, he showed me how to make a sawed-off saw shotgun. And uh, we would cruise in this car, start trouble, and we became really good friends. But uh, but I, I always wondered what happened to that guy, and I found out he's he's doing life in jail because he killed someone. <laughs> so, but anyway, he was my best friend. But I just remember he slapped in front of a bunch of other people. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Hot, <laughs> and, so, that's right. Yeah, it's really hot now. I'm getting mad. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. How about you? Have you ever been in a fight? 
You don't live. No, well, you know what? I've never been in a fight. Knock on wood. Nobody really had to test me. So, um, but you look like the kind of uh, a lady that that if I was your boyfriend, you would, and I was looking at another girl, you would look at me up and down and get really mad and beat me up and and beat up the girl. You look like you have honestly. You look like. Even though you seem really sweet and nice on here, but I have a feeling you have a really bad temper. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, so I don't know if that gives you any any. Um, does, does that mean you do? You have bad temper. <laughs> you do, don't you? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. just hear it. in your voice. I can just hear your voice yelling at me. Oh, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. We don't we don't need that. We don't need that. We need all positive things. I'm on a positive journey. <laughs> you know who you're, you you know who you remind me of? Uh uh she used to be a DJ on the radio out here in LA. Uh her name is Lala. You know Lala? She's an actress. Lala. She's yeah. ma- she's married to that basketball player and yes. Lala. She was on uh Lala was, Anthony. I, she was on Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, 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 her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I hear you talk, you sound just like Lala. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I like that. <laughs> I've gotten Lala, and I think who else? Somebody else told me um, Holly Berry. I look better than Holly Holly Berry. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, yeah, you do look. Yeah, yeah. I think you look better than Holly Berry, and you sound like Lala. Well, that's pretty cool. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that combination. <laughs> so, tell the folks what you're currently working on now. Anything like? Well. I'm I'm responsible for helping unsigned hip hop artists get their songs played on radio. And when I say radio, college radio, because they're the only ones going to play your stuff without paying them. You know, college radio is so important because these guys will play your records, and you, they don't have to get permission from their station program director, music director to play it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so basically, uh, my website is rapattacklives.com, mm-hmm. and if you go on there, you'll see on the charts all the unsigned hip-hop artists that I promote. One of them is Mari Based One that we were talking about earlier. Okay. And it's just an alternative way for uh, these these uh, artists to get heard. Because right now, if you turn on a commercial radio, you, know, you hear the same thing over and over again, over you know? But these college shows, you can hear underground, unsigned hip-hop, you know, the stuff that I like to hear. Um, you know, it might be once or twice a week, but at least you get to hear it. You get exposure. So rapattacklives.com is what I do. I help independent artists get played on radio. Uh, I also have a radio show I do every Sunday night, and it's called uh, KFOX Nightbeat, and uh, it's on rainieravenueradio.world, and it's two hours, all old school, all stuff I played when it was brand new 30 years ago, and I play one new song a week, like this Sunday night, You'll hear the brand new JJ Fad, and they haven't had a song out in 30 years. Right. So I'm playing the new JJ Fad, and it's on at nine o'clock West Coast time, Rainier Avenue Radio dot world. Uh, I've got DJ T in the mix. My main DJ is Grand Mixer GMS and DJ Third Degree. You'll like the show. You know, it's like it's it's fun for me because I love being on the air. I love being behind the mic, mm-hmm. and I also love being in front of the camera too. So I just love being there so people can hear me. And the fact that I'm, I'm Filipino and Asian, you know, that, that that I'm doing something. And hopefully, you know, people are kind of proud of me of what I'm doing. You know, like, I hope you're proud of me because I, I shared am. with you. I you am. know, that, that cause when I told you that I think you have a bad temper, I hope you still like me. <laughs> 
I'm never, 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 never going to get you mad. I promise. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. How many more minutes? Just um, let me let me ask you these top five, and then I have the question of the day, and then you can give your shout outs and where they can find you. <clears throat> All righty. Oh, okay, so okay. it's okay. Top five craziest stories you have. Well, one of them was when I was in London at the Fresh Fest when I almost died, you know, yep. pretending okay. I was Prince. Uh, another one, a crazy story. Uh, I don't know, you know who Debbie Gibson is? Debbie. Oh. De- only in my dreams. Uh, yes, yes, she yes, was yes. a big pop star uh, when when she first came out. You know, uh, I went up into into her hotel room to get a record, and and I had a big crush on her. Uh, that's crazy because uh, <laughs> she was only like sixteen years old, but she was so fine. <laughs> okay, but but I was I was like maybe eighteen, so it wasn't like that big of age difference. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, another crazy story. Oh, God, I got so many of them. Uh, God, I don't know, man, if I can say them on the show here. Uh, uh, what's one more? Uh, yeah, give me story? one more. One more good one. Uh, okay, here's 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 one that was, that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's funny to you, but, you know, the, uh, we were driving, and, and this car kept tailgating me, right? So I was on the passenger side, and... and car just kept tailgating and, and yelling at me and my, my, my partner, you know, and they wouldn't stop. And they were all drunk, you know. So I told my friend, go watch this. So I, I, had, I said, you have a coat hanger? So he gave me a coat hanger. I said, okay, give me a jacket. So I, I took the coat hanger and I put the jacket around it. <laughs> stuck my arm out the window and I pointed it at them. And, and they thought I was holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 they, and they drove out really, really fast, and they almost got in a car accident too. Um, yeah. So, so if you ever want to scare someone, just have a coat hanger and a jacket, wrap it around your arm, stick your hand out the window, and I guarantee you they'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one more top five, and then um, you can give your shout out and the question of the day. Top five moments in your career. <clears throat> Oh, top five moments, uh, being a part of Bruce Lee's school, um, uh, being, being one of the first, the first guy to play hip hop on the radio, um, being part of Sir Mix-a-Lot success, going gold and platinum, uh, being on the, on the radio, uh, uh, on, on, in the movies, that, and, uh, one more, one more, uh, Man, I'm still around because, you know, growing up, I, I used to smoke, do a lot of drugs, used to drink a lot. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I survived all that and uh, I'm still here. So I'm yeah. proud of that, that, that I, I survived. all. Even though I take a bunch of pills every day, you know, I'm still alive and I'm still here to share my story with you guys. And, oh, yeah, you know, I've got a book I'm working on, too. It's, it's a memoir. I like that word. It's a memoir. And... Uh, my boy Lover J is the executive editor, and it's called Time Out. And the reason why I call it Time Out, and whenever I say Time Out, I go like this, is because I used to be in a domestic violence relationship for mm-hmm. a long time, for a long time. And I admit, you know, I wasn't the, the nicest guy in the world, but when I went to anger management, it taught me to before you hit anyone, before you break anything, before you say anything, because words... Abusive words can really hurt someone really, really bad, you know. 
And he said, you say, I'm going to take a timeout. I'll be back in five minutes. And then you take a timeout, you leave, you come back in five minutes, and things have calmed down. So, you know, I like to share that experience, you know, how I changed from being a guy in a domestic violence situation to, to they, say I'm a, they say I'm a teddy bear now, but, you know, I really learned a lot from, uh, you know, hurting other people, especially women. And uh, there's a lot of women I've hurt in my life that I've, I've actually called them up and said, I'm sorry. And I felt so much better to apologize to them. And, you know, so, yeah, so, so those are my top, I gave you six, top yeah, six. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Um, and uh, tell people where they can find you on Instagram and your social media and the question of the day, the question, I'm going to let, I'm going to let you answer the question of the day. Then we can um, get you the shout outs. The question of the day is what bothers you about the industry and what will be your solution to helping fixing it? Uh, what bothers me about the industry and what solutions that can fix it? Gosh, you know what? Um, I, I, you know, nothing, I don't have anything that really, really bothers me. I, I, I know what's trending right now is Dave Chappelle's show on Netflix called Closer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people bashing him on it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you know. I love everybody. I love gay, straight people, everybody. <laughs> but I have to admit, his show is really, really funny. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and he's right, you know. Uh, you know, they, they, they'll put someone in jail, fire them. You know, for saying something mean and bad, and it's a joke. But then, if someone actually kills someone, you know, they let them loose, and they don't even try to find the guy who did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, the priorities are messed up. So, on that note, with Dave Chappelle, I gotta back Dave Chappelle up on on his show closer. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it till the till the um to the end, but I've seen some of it. I definitely need to watch it because I am mm-hmm. a podcaster, so I definitely need to check it out. Um, yeah, just curious, how do you feel about, about watching it when you watched it? Um, I, Like I said, I, I didn't get to watch all of it, but, you know, mm-hmm. I just, people in the in the audience was just like, some of them were wishy-washy, but I'm, I think he's funny. I definitely think he's funny, but like I said, I mm-hmm. need to I need to really sit down and focus on it and, and see what all the hoo-hahs about because I didn't really look at it as you know I just looked at it as another series I didn't look at it as a controversial mm-hmm. situation you know so now yeah. that I have it in that light in that sense I need to I want to see both sides and then finally come to a conclusion but right now I have no I don't really have any you know any words because I'm not I'm not the one that's like oh okay I'm gonna follow up and see why they don't like it or, you know, what's going on. It's just, I, I just, I, that's just not what it is. But now you brought it to my attention. I'm definitely going to check it out and, and, and see exactly what they're talking about. But you do like BMF, right? You like that. We agree upon that. <laughs> yeah, right? definitely see that. I definitely I, have seen that. I tell you, BMF, The Shy, and Power Book are like my, my favorite shows, you know. Yeah. And then on the on, on the softer side of me, the delicate side of nastiness. I like This Is Us. It always makes me cry. And tonight, A Million Little Things. That show, oh man, it's so oh, powerful. That's a good show too. But yeah, This Is Us, I guarantee every time I watch that, I always have a box of Kleenex next to me because <laughs> it makes me cry. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to cry. Men are emotional too. So hey, do what you okay, got. So, so on Facebook, 
Uh, it's at nastiness, N-A-S-T-Y-N-E-S, on Instagram at nastiness818 with the number 818, and on Twitter, nastiness with a numeric one, and on Mixcloud, to hear all my shows are archived, it's mixcloud.com slash nastiness. So I got to stress, one S in Ness. All right? There you go. <laughs> like Nestle's Choice. No. <laughs> shout out to everybody <laughs> shout out to everybody that has tuned in across the board facebook twitch youtube we out here in this thing follow me so hollywood the podcast follow me also miss hollywood 313 yeah um yeah like share subscribe this video and all the videos that are come after and all of the videos that have come before and as you guys know uh this this platform is treated Look, I can't even get my words out. Y'all, you made me really nervous at the end. Three one three, that's Detroit, right? Three one three. Three one three is Detroit, and yes. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in again. I appreciate you. Make sure you guys give your flowers when you can give your flowers. Tell the people that you love them and give them hugs. And until next time, peace up, a town down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Miss Hollywood. Take Have care. A good evening. Keep in touch. All right. I, See I ya. Will, for sure. Thank you. I wanna know. I wanna know. Bye. Is it me or was it high? Shout out to Jeff. Hey, so <laughs> he is amazing. Oh, wait, let me bring him back up here. He dancing. Let me up. Uh, let me find out you can dance like that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Y'all can be anywhere in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of So <laughs> Yo, this is a wonderful birthday month. October the 24th is my birthday. If you guys want to cash at me, y'all can. <laughs> It's your girl, Marquita, a.k.a. Miss Hollywood. You're tuned in to another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. To be a guest on So Hollywood, the podcast, just email SoHollywoodThePodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood, the podcast and M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com.